Now we need to pray because we're about to look inside of this book right here. And when you do that, a couple of different things happen. Number one, you start thinking about things that you haven't thought about all weekend long or all morning right now. And then if that's not enough, uh, something happens that will just get your attention or my attention. And so what we do, we just say, God, we need your help because this is not uh, a TV guide. A lot of you uh, under 30 or 40 don't know what a TV guide is. But anyway, I could really say Reader's Digest. It really confused the, the church. But anyway, it's not a Reader's Digest or a TV guide. So there's a lot of opposition to the distribution of this book and the, uh, the preaching and receiving. So let's together, let's pray right now. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this book called Your Word. And God, and I know that in the name of Jesus, that this book right here is the only book and the only thing that will last. So God, I pray that you would anoint me to say what you want said today. And you would anoint us all to hear what you want us to hear. And God, everything that you do, we're going to give you praise for it because you're worthy. And help us not to be distracted nor distract. And all you do, God, I'm going to give you praise for it too. Amen. Now listen closely and read along with me. We're going to, we're going to go through about five or six scriptures. And I need you to pay attention because there's something inside of these five and six scriptures that, that are going to kind of have uh, a common denominator. So we're going to start, if you are in your uh, phone, people say if you're in your Bible, but if you're in your phone, uh, if you go to the sermon notes today, you can follow along and everything's already there for you. But if you have your Bibles, you can go with us to Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. And then over in the 15th chapter, the 29th verse, it reads, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. In the 18th chapter, he says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Say that with me. A strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. And then Psalm 37. I, I want to read this whole chapter to you, but, but I'm not. And I want you to go home and read it because the whole book pretty much is about the righteous. So we're going to look at verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered. How many of you ever had an order taken, or maybe this week I want ham, I want cheese, I want pepperoni? So you know what it means to give an order, and you know what it means to take an order. Well, this scripture tells us that the steps that we walk with our feet, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I believe Paul's here today because God took the order and gave it to an angel and said, I want Paul Lemon at Multitudes Church this day to take up money for my word to go to students. And I believe that just like I said it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, talking about the Lord, 
delighteth in his way. And over in the New Testament, in the first, uh, in First Peter, uh, chapter three, the Bible says, "For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers." There's a distinction there who He's listening to. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Imagine that the ears of the Lord are open to the righteous, but the face of the Lord is set against those that practice and live and do evil. And then uh, a lot of you know this by heart, but James said in the fifth chapter, to confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Here we go. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much now God I need again for you to do this because I'm just made out of that stuff called flesh but the Spirit of God can rise up in me and through me and we all can be edified in Jesus name amen so the word righteous you heard it a number of times and the word righteous is just pretty much being just or right and doing the right thing the way God would do it. So when you hear the word righteous or a righteous man or a righteous woman or, or living a righteous life, that just means you're a person that regardless of what the outcome is or the ramifications, that you do things right. You do it the right way, whether it costs you or it rewards you, you do the right thing. And when you do that, church, and it's not automatic in the way of uh, just saying, well, I'm a Christian. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that because there's a lot of unrighteous people that call themselves Christians. And the Lord doesn't hear their cry. He does not respond to what they call their prayer, their steps are ordered by themselves or other people or the devil. And they're not ordered by God, and they're always bumping into stuff. So when you do the right thing, regardless of the outcome, and you, you live the right way, make right decisions, that's what it means to be righteous. Now, why, why is it important to talk about this? Well, you know we're still in the kingdom of God. And... One of the things that the kingdom of God uh, taught us that it was not flesh and blood, but the kingdom of God where all the good stuff is, where you were really like these people that were in revival of the land and you're taken apart. The kingdom of God is this right here. It's righteousness and peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. So when, when I'm doing right, living right, doing the right things the way God would do them regardless, and I'll just give you a quick illustration about that. What does that mean? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, one time, and it was around tax season, and they were telling me about the fact that someone they knew, uh, and this is kind of a testimony to the account that this person was using, but it said, 
that they knew that that, per, that person had said they had to, uh, they got to change accountants because their accountant was too honest. Do I need to play the Jeopardy music or do y'all get that? I can't, we got that one. See, when, when, when you make your mind up, you're going to live righteous. You're going to live righteous in everything, including your pocketbook and billfold. See, a lot of people give themselves unrighteous permission at tax time. Jesus said, you need to give Caesar what belongs to him, and you need to give me what belongs to me. See, we, we, we are convicted about giving God. Some of us are. Some of us are going to stand before God and have to try to explain to him why we gave our permission to keep his 10%. And you will stand before him with your jaws vibrating, trying to tell him something he really don't even want to hear. I wasn't even going there today, but the Holy Ghost did, so it is what it is. When you, when you live righteous, and it's not option. In fact, it's second nature because it's your primary nature. So it doesn't matter. You just make your mind up, I'm going to do the right thing all the time. doesn't matter who's with me, who's not looking. And I remember when we had the daycare, uh, we always had, and Frankie would say this, and, and this was kind of our, it's kind of our motto over there. People say, you know, different places would say, well, we, we, we got to get ready. The state lady's coming. And, and, you know, she would say, we would all say, she can come anytime she wants to because we do it the same way all the time. See, when you do things the right way, it's like telling the truth. You don't have to remember what I need to do right now because of this. Am I preaching to anybody at all today? I just, just, just take in the word with me today. I'm taking it in. So when you do the right thing, it always seems like the wrong thing is getting rewarded and the, the wrong thing is, is actually getting ahead. But it's not because you're looking at it through carnal eyes and the world's eyes. And see, when, when, when you decide, well, I'm going to be a kingdom person, then you, you're going you're to do things that people maybe even in your own house or your own family or your immediate circle are going to question I wouldn't do that if that was me. Another quick story, real quick. I'll never forget the time, and just bear with me. You've heard this at least two times, I know. And I'm not bragging on anybody but the Spirit of God. I remember that around uh, Christmas time, I had received uh, an iPad that was uh, straight from Apple. I had an iPad. And uh, it, it was twice the memory mine was. It was retina display. I had redneck display, which is the cheaper version. I can't tell the difference. But anyway, uh, I'd gotten that in, and I did everything in my power. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you cliff notes. I called and uh, communicated with Apple five different times, just trying to get this iPad that was not mine back to Apple so they could get it to the right person. The last time I find, or the next to the last time I finally talked to someone says, well, yeah, we see where it's this, like, but it's a different address. But some of the address corresponded with our address, but it was like in New Jersey or something like that. And it, 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 it ended up there. And uh, the whole time, everybody that knew about that, you know, I keep that thing. 
They got billions of dollars. I'd keep that thing. I'd keep that thing. But it was not the right thing to do. It wasn't the right thing to do. And then they told me, yeah, well, the lady would just lose her money, you know, if she don't return it or whatever. We finally was able to get it back. Well, we weren't doing that. That might have been for a grandchild or a daughter or something like that. So fast forward, that was in like November, December. And, and I almost kept it because I could not even get any help to return it back to where it belongs. Not one time or two or three or four, but five attempts. And I finally was able to get an a emailed uh, return, RMA, a, a shipping label to, to send it back. And uh, that was like my, <laughs> my last time, though. So we went to the big show that we go down for LOL. They called Infocom. It's a big technical show, rigging and all this stuff. Huge worldwide show. Well, there's about 30-something thousand people there. And you register for everything because you get, you know, it's like, it's like Halloween for adults. I mean, you're just filling your bags full of pencils and pens and Uzis and T-shirts. You, you're just doing it. It's a convention, man, and it's just good. And so, you know, you're walking around like Santa Claus with bags of stuff you ain't never going to touch, but you do it because it's free. You know how we are from Scott Co., amen? And Rocco and Robco, so there you go. And Moco. So I think I covered everybody around us. So... We get down there, I register with everything else we register for. And about two weeks later, I get a random call from this lady. She said, are you, is your name Opie Swells? I said, yes. She said, well, I just want to let you know that that, uh, that iPad we were giving away to one of the, the, the attendees, uh, you won it. What? Y'all, 30-something thousand people. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Now, I didn't win that. for. I've been praying. I've been wanting to get Angie an iPad. And so I got her one. But there is no doubt in my mind that God protected that one ballot with my name on it out of 30-something thousand people because I had already paid for that iPad with his righteousness. You see, the righteousness that we have inside of us is not our own anyway. We, if we were righteous, there would not be a need for a cruel old cross. There's nothing in us good. And when you do things right, the right way, you are gradually walking into the kingdom of God. And all of you know that's been here, what's inside the kingdom of God. And so, what do I do? And the very first verse we read was the, the 12th chapter of Proverbs where it says uh, the wicked is, is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. That means, you know, his mouth writes a check that his butt can't cash is what my daddy used to say. Man, it means so much more than that. You talk smack, but you can't back it up. It gets you in trouble all the time. But the latter part of that verse just drives it home. It says... But the just shall come out of trouble. And everybody in here, you either are in or you are associated with somebody that's in some kind of trouble. And like the lady with the issue of blood, 
You can't buy your way out of it. You can't talk your way out of it. But I tell you what you can do. You can righteously come through it through the power of the Spirit of God if you choose today who you're going to serve. You can come through it. And so what do I do when I come through things? The Bible tells us in the fourth chapter of Acts, these guys, Peter and those that were... uh, just blazing the trail with him, they were, they were in the middle of a, of a situation that they needed to come through. And they had been threatened. Let me, let me just read it to you. Uh, the Bible says they had been threatened and, and all the things they were threatened with about not preaching about Jesus anymore, that, that if they didn't quit it, it was going to cost them something. See, when you preach the gospel or when you give toward the gospel, that's, a, that's an act of righteousness. When you read your Bible, that's a righteous thing to do. And, and they were doing that. And when you spread the word of God, you give out your five Easter cards. You're doing a righteous thing. And when you do a righteous thing, the devil can't stand it. And, and that's what happened. They had done all this, so they brought them into the officials you know, the church officials. The church is the biggest enemy of the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. The church is the biggest enemy. It's not the world. It's not CNN and the White House and Hollywood. They, they're doing what sin does. The biggest enemy of the cross of Jesus Christ is the church of Jesus Christ. Because, you know, everything from segregation on Sunday, we don't have it, praise God. We're liberated from that. Everything from segregation to, to uh, what I want, my feelings take me into consideration, all of those things. But when you say, I'm just going to live righteous and I'm going to do the th- things that God would do the way God does them, the devil's going to try to shut you down. That's why the devil wants to shut this church down. Because we have no pursuit but the presence of God. And I want everybody to be clear on that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned about anything but pursuing God. If people come, people come. If people don't come because you pursue God, I'm still going to pursue God. Because God's my only hope. He's my only resource. And this is what happened to Peter and those guys. And they said, This is what we want you to know. Make sure that it does not spread no farther among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name anymore. And when you decide that you're going to live a righteous life, you're going to meet all kinds of resistance and all that. And when this happens, you've got to spread it, church you got to spread it. You may not have gotten the, the paycheck you wanted this week, but I'm telling you this, whether you've even thought about it or acknowledged it, you got the heartbeat you wanted this week. you got the, the breath you're breathing this week. you got to see your family this week another week. you got to sleep in a bed this week. You, you were able to come into a church this week. 
You were able to pray again this week. You were able to read your Bible again this week. You were able to give to God again this week. And you know what you need to do is the same thing I need to do. We need to start spreading the good news of Jesus Christ and what God has done. People know that we're having it tough. We are cast aside on every hand. We are, we are cast down. We are trodden and trampled underfoot. But let me tell you something. You need to do what Peter and those men did, and that is you just need to spread it and keep spreading it. Now, some of you may be confused. When you say spread it, Opie, what, what do you mean by spreading it? Well, let's just talk about that for a second. You know, when you spread it, now I didn't plan on all this, but I, I, I'm going to need my water in a minute. This part. When you spread it, you got to understand something. People are going to watch you. Y'all watching me right now? I'm looking at all of your eyes. Because some of you are thinking, I wonder if he's really going to spread it. I mean, this is church. I'm going to spread it. And, and when you spread it now, you might have to stir it up a little bit. Because see that oil? That oil's there, but it's sitting on top. We're told in Scripture, we got to stir up the gift that's inside of us. That oil, I saw it. It was sitting right on top. So I got, I got to stir it up a little bit because I want that peanut butter, I want it to spread correctly, you see. And so now that I know I woke up this morning feeling mighty fine with heaven on my mind, I woke up with joy in my soul and I thank the Lord. I woke up. And I came in here, and about 9.15, me and about 50 fanatics got together and walked all over this church and started praying, and the Holy Ghost was here. And, and all I'm doing for the rest of y'all and everybody that wasn't here, I'm just spreading it and letting you know we had church, and there wasn't no music, there wasn't no reading, there wasn't no drama. There wasn't nothing but just praying to a mighty God. And I'm just spreading it and letting everybody know on the world wide web and inside a multitude. He's a good God. And when you come together and you pray together, God will listen to you and he will respond. So I'm spreading it. I hope you were here because you already had church. See, when you spread it, it it's kind of thick. And it's more than people can handle sometimes because they think they got to drink their way out of stuff or they got to take pills or get involved in another, uh, some kind of relationship that is just not holy. And so you got to take your time and you got to let people know I'm righteous and I'm not budging, but I'm going to spread what God's done in my life. I'm going to spread how he took care of my children this week. I, I, I've just got to spread it because I'm hearing you talking and cussing and talking about everything that's negative and going wrong. I know it's all crooked, 
And I just heard a great message about two or three weeks ago. It's all going to be crooked because either everything from Hollywood, the entertainment industry, the sports industry, and politics and government, it's either ran by the Holy Spirit or it's ran by an evil spirit. And the same thing goes with the church and down to mine in your life. And if we are not operated and we're not ran by the Holy Spirit, then we're operated and we're ran and we're told what to do by an unholy or evil spirit. So, you can always hear bad and negative things. What this president did, what that Congress did, what that company done, and what that bank did. You're going to hear all these things until you die, and people's always heard these things. We don't need to spread that anymore. Nobody ever got saved because they walked away from a negative conversation. But people will repent and they'll feel sorry about transgressing the law of God if you just spread the goodness of God and you will find that even though you're sick in your body and you don't feel good when you live a righteous way and you spread the righteous talk of God you will come through what you're going through that's the way it works and you can't change it so what you gonna do with having that peanut butter sandwich I'm gonna spread it it is good you hear me don't you And it's organic too, so there you go. That means it's only. I can't talk if y'all don't give me something to drink. My mouth thinks I'm laying sheetrock. Hold on. Something else I want to tell you about spreading it. It'll mess you up. It will mess you up. How many of you? It did. How many of you have ever prayed before? And it was so good it messed you up. I got messed up this morning. Totally off guard, got messed up. And so you know what I'm going to do? When I leave church today, I'm going to a funeral that I got to help with. I'm going to a visitation at another place. And I'm going to let everybody know that starts asking me, especially if they're saying what's wrong, I'm going to start spreading how good church was today. It wasn't dry, peanut butter was, but church service wasn't. The worship wasn't dry. The giving wasn't dry. I don't even know what you gave, but it wasn't dry. The pre-service prayer this morning wasn't dry. I'm going out of this building today, and I'm spreading it. Because the righteous, they talk like God talks. Everybody knows I'm hurting. Everybody knows I'm overweight. Everybody knows my psychiatric gives me trouble down through here. (laughs) 
But I ain't going to tell them about all that. I'm going to tell them about how healthy my spirit is right now. And before we pray, I just got a couple of scripture I want to I I leave with you. There's a lot of people that's already Peter and the apostles, Daniel. He did righteous things the way God would do them. It got him in a den of lions, but because of his righteousness, he came through it. Amen? He wasn't the only one. Joseph sold, betrayed by his family, locked in a dungeon, locked in a, a pit, uh, lied to by fellow inmates. We can go on and on and on. But because he never wavered from living righteous, he came through it. Amen? God ordered his steps through every bit of it, even things he didn't want to walk through. But he stayed righteous. He wasn't the only one. Abraham, Paul, and Silas, and we could go on and on and on. But the kingdom of God, the Bible tells us, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If that's what the kingdom is, and we know the armor of God, the warfare material, the anointing, the power, the spirit, the miracles, all the things of God are inside of the kingdom of God, I'm going to live in a righteous way so that I can walk. I want to be a KK, and that ain't a Krispy Kreme. I, if I would, Angie would eat my arms and everything. I want to be a kingdom kid. That's what I want to do. I want to walk in the righteousness that only God gives. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes because there's a lot of people that have a lot going on. And God wants you to know if you will do the right thing all the time. If you got to go to the bank tomorrow, i got to get my taxes done this week, but I can tell you right now, and our CPA will tell you, if there is any area at all that it's questionable or gray, well, you, you might be all right with it. We don't, we don't even entertain that. Because I do everything I can in my life as unto the Lord, and that includes filling my taxes out. There's a lot of people are in deep bondage when it comes to financial matters, and they can't figure out why God doesn't move in that area. But God wants to do something in your life. He wants you to be in the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. But, but we've got to live the way God wants us to live and we've got to do the way God wants us to do. So God, today we need you to help us. We need you to show us because we are we're not right, Lord, unless we are doing right. Doesn't matter how well we attended church last year, Lord, we're not right if we're not treating people right, acting right, giving right, praying right. Lord, there is no mistake in what a righteous person will do. So God, I pray you would help us today. Help us to realize that more people would come to church. More people would be saved. More people would be on fire for God if we would just spread your goodness, Lord. 
You said you will know them by their fruit. And Lord, maybe our fruit is what we spread and how often we spread. So God, move on us and everything you do. We're going to give you praise for it because you are good. And there is nobody good like you are, God. And we thank you so much. And all God's people said, Amen.